Good evening, my Rabbi We began last night, the fifth parak here in Shara Vedas Alikim, and we'll continue Bezer Hashem tonight. So he, Chavis uh, has told us we're going to now delve into the Ha'ora Hasichlis, the aspect of the intellect and how that gets a person to understand and motivate him to serve Hashem. Ultimately, that's what we're trying to get to. The best way and the best reason of why we are serving Hashem and the most appropriate reason how to get us to motivate us to serve Hashem and it began that certainly all of Seichel comes to a person and that comes for the person who sets the Torah as his lighted path and I just thought this morning going over the Parsha we have such a beautiful vert from the Eilig Sam Seifer. How can I not share it with you? The and this week's parsha, we talk about the halacha of appointing a king. Seim Tosim Alecha Melech, appoint a king, and the king has unique halachas that pertain only to a king. He's allowed to have a lot of wives, but he can't have more than eighteen. It's a lot of a lot of money, but also he has to cap it at the amount that he needs to basically feed his army and protect himself and horses as well a certain amount but then the Torah says that he has to write a Sefer Torah the Torah says that uh, as he is sitting on his throne it says he has to write a Mishnah Torah Zaytzal Sefer he has to write a Sefer Torah really he writes Two sefreteiras, and it will be with him. The korabai kol yemechayev. Now, simply the pshat is, it will be with him. Chazal tell us it's a very small one, and he wears it in his arm like we wear at tefillin. We had a small sefreteira, always with him. it's always with him. The korabai kol yemechayev. Simply means, and he should read from it all the days of his life. And the Chassam Sefer used to teach Vikara boy, he will read in it, in the Sefer Torah, Kol Yemei his entire life. And as you look into the Torah, you could find your entire life in the Torah. Because you'll use the Torah as your lighted path, your lighted guide. Which is really what the Stichah is saying over here. So that's Allah about a king, that he must do so. Because the king is more prone to falling into a trap of Gaiva, which we're going to explain now shortly in the Chavis Avavis, but it really pertains to anybody can do this. Anybody can be look into the Torah and you see exactly how we're supposed to live our lives. So now we continue along in the, uh, the about second or third paragraph here in Perikei. One of the things that bring a person to be able to think properly in his mind, she is bararetzli. It has to be first clear to him. And this we started to explain last night that really all seichel of a person that he has already comes from HaKadosh Baruch We are pre-programmed with a certain amount of seichel and here in a certain amount of right and wrong certain moral compass in our minds of what we feel is right and wrong. Where does that come from? Well, basically, a person is born with that. A person is born to know that 
to to do a favor for somebody is the right thing, is good and MS and truthful, and to uh, to knock a person onto the floor because you want to pass through is a bad thing, is despicable. Now, where does a person know that from? Even if a person was never taught that, he knows that's true. Where does that come from? So that seicha really is already pre-programmed to every person's psyche, every person's mind from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it has to be first. He says it has to be clear to this person is he has to be a sort of a uh, a sane individual, an upstanding citizen. She is things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself implanted into the human being. Again, we, we, we don't we take it for granted that we know this is right and wrong. We have our own moral compass. And we know that a person who pervert that, the person who people who are who are uh, not not stable, and uh, people who who are just sick. Some people are just sick, and they allow their minds to to pervert what we know as as common sense and true. And true. Now, where does that come from? He says, "Hashem implanted it, imbued it, he programmed it into our minds." For example, and he gives a slew of examples here. Like we're supposed to praise that that is truthful and and despise that that's false. And to choose what is righteous and to stray away from things that are improper or perverted. And we should bestow goodness and repay kindness to those who do good and express appreciation through our mouths. And on the other side, and we should take retribution. We'll call it, like he says, take revenge against those who do bad, and and we should put them down. And the first of the Paslachim explains, even though we know the Torah doesn't allow revenge. You're not allowed to take revenge. But here we're talking about just from the Seichel. We're putting the Torah's philosophy aside right now. We're just talking from a philosophical standpoint just from the person's intellect, which already is imbued with tremendous right and wrong. Forget about what the Torah tells us. Now, we know sometimes the Torah has to change those norms, those right and wrongs that we would have thought of on our own. For example, taking revenge. Someone does good for you, you do good back, back to him. You thank him. Someone does bad to you, so you pray and repay him for his quote-unquote kindness, and you tell him off. The Torah says you're not allowed to do that, for a whole different reason. But Seichel would dictate that, and to have, live harmoniously, harmoniously with people, and to do good with people, do kindness. This is already a more subtle thing. This is, we have to weigh how good was the benefit that I had from the person and therefore I have to pay him back in kind. Commensurate with how much I received, that's how much thanks I have to give the person. And pay back with, uh, for charitable acts that we received, pay back with reward. And those who have done wrong to me, really I would punish them back in terms of my Seichel's way of thinking. 
the Yisrael Gemul Al Gemul Vaynish Alaynish, and then again commensurate how much bad, how much good. This is an interesting point because we're here in Chaydish Elo just to stop for a moment. This seems to be part of the uh, normal understanding of a human being, which is imbued that when a person wants to ask for forgiveness, that you should forgive them. When they sincerely have remorse, when they sincerely want to repent, you should be them. That seems to be part of the normal system of even B'nai Adam, even regular people, human beings, would understand to accept a person's apology. And we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows that to happen. And, but Tshuva goes even beyond that, because Tshuva could not only repair it from here on in, but Tshuva could undo the past as well. The Kasha Tisbarno once this has become clear, in other words, once you have a healthy, stable, sane individual, who to him this is clear, and he can answer, check off all the boxes, of course, what's what's uh, truthful is praiseworthy, and those who are false, those who are tricksters, it's despicable, and so on and so forth, the whole list over here. Once that becomes clear, then he has a clear mind and a strong understanding and intellect to go to the next step. What's the next step? And then if HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows his mind to go further and open up and appreciate even more, all the Teves that Hashem does, then he will arouse himself in his mind, in his thought process, In other words, a person who has sort of a healthy mind, a healthy way of looking at things. And even when people do good for him, he wants to repay them. Someone who does wrong to him, he would repay them in kind as well, but from his seichel. Once he has that first level, then we go to the next level. Or allows him to think even further and, and realize how much goodness do I have from HaKadosh Baruch Hu in my life. And once he gets that strong in his mind, then he'll say, wow, I have to really contemplate how much goodness do I receive from Hashem? Vikasha Yishtadel is from when he starts counting and maybe starts making an accounting of it. and he puts this in his mind, and it's really, it's a staggering number, to think of, can I really, think of all of the goodness, that Hashem gives me, on a regular basis, and that He's given me, from the beginning of my existence, and what He does, on a regular basis, it'll be much too much, for a person to even fathom that, because, because it's, so, so many, it's so intertwined with so much. Veruba, and the abundance of it, both quality, quantity, and it's continuous. It never lets up all of this goodness that Hashem does. Once a person gets to that understanding, that realization, where he knows what's right and wrong, and he knows if someone benefits me, I have to pay them back. So when he then thinks and he allows, Hashem allows him sort of to open his mind and see how much goodness does 
a person receive from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he says, what, what does that demand from me? Yitbas nafshoi. He will understand, he will ask the demand from himself. He will demand from himself, he will obligate himself. Then he said, say, listen, I know myself that when I do good for someone, he pays me back. When I receive good, I want to pay him back. I want to praise him. I want to thank him. So now I take a step back and I say, well, how, what about my relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu? How much goodness do I have for Hashem? How much do I have to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Which, by the way, parenthetically, we'll talk about a different time. That's one of the ways Rabbi Yehuda says to continue getting the good is to thank Hashem for it. Rabbi Yehuda writes this in Shari Tshuva. The more you thank Hashem for all the goodness you receive, the more Hashem gives you continuously. But a person says, "But there's so much more. Just not more. Not only just thanking Hashem. There's so much more that I have to do for Hashem." And the person realizes it's impossible. When he starts thinking with his mind, with his mind and his his uh, heart, it's impossible. It's impossible to repay everything that I receive from Hashem to repay Hashem for that. On top of the fact, and on top of the fact that Hashem doesn't need it, Hashem doesn't get anything from anything that I do. Even though we say, Hashem gets nachas ruach, reach nichoyach, nachas ruach, Hashem really doesn't get that. I'll tell you a beautiful pshat, we'll have to just end with this pshat, continue with Hashem tomorrow. One of the things I like to do over my summer break of a Benazmanim, to meet with some great people. So I met with uh, Rav Avram Alevi Shur, Shlita, a great Rav, he's a well-known person. So, one of the things I discussed was the first bracha in Shemayin Esrei. So just to take three words in that bracha, really one word in the first bracha of Shemayin Esrei, which we know you have to have kavani for that bracha. Hashem is goimel chasadim teivim. Now what does the word goimel mean? He's goimel chasadim teivim. If you look at the translation, it means bestow. He bestows good kindness. What does the word bestow mean? Boom. He places. But what does the word goimel? Why not just say do chesed? Do chesed chasadim teivim. Why do we call it Gemilas Chasadim? Beautiful pshat. Listen to this pshat. Goimel comes from the word of weaning. Beyond he gomel is Yitzchak. When I, when Yitzchak weaned off of his mother from nursing, Goimel connotes that the person stops receiving, doesn't get back, doesn't get any benefit. When Hashem does his Chesed and his Chasadim Tevim, he gets nothing in return. It's pure. It's goimel chasadim teivim. It's goimel. It's all away from him. He's goimel. He weans away from this. He receives nothing. It's all giving and not receiving anything. Now, when we say we should be goimel chasadim, we should give me goimel chasad. We're trying to emulate Hashem. That when we do chasad, we should also try to do it without receiving. Usually when we do chasad, it's because we feel good about it, or because we take pity on the person, or because we want a favor in return. Ultimately, chesed is goimel chesedim. To be a goimel chesed. That's what Hashem is always. So that's what he's saying here. We're trying to do and repay Hashem for someone who doesn't need any of our goodness, doesn't receive any of our goodness. That's a very tall order. This is a big problem we have. 
Mitzvah Shomu discuss what you have to do as we continue tomorrow night. Agutanach.